prayed for snow before she went home, and she the Lord answered her prayer. Amen. <laughs> so if you want to blame it on somebody, blame it on her. God bless you. So glad you're here this morning. We want to pray. We want to ask God's blessing upon this service that God would have his way. Would you just lift your hearts and voices to the Lord? Father, we come to you. We're grateful, God, for your blessing and goodness this morning. We're so glad that we can have this opportunity, Lord, together in this place and to worship with others, Lord, that believe in you and trust you and their heart is for you. We ask this morning that you would smile upon everyone in this service. Bless and have your way in everything, Lord, that's said and done. May it be for your glory. We ask in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Clap your hands to the Lord and let's welcome his presence into this house. Let God have his way this morning. Every word of worship with 
Haleluya. Haleluya. Maybe seated. Take your, we go through the prayer request. We got one here this morning, Sister Annie for healing. Put in by Sister Embry. So actually, do you have anything to add to that? I think we need to remember the sickness going around, conflicts around the world. And this time of year with the holidays, depression and suicide kicks up, ramps up. Keep those things in our prayers. If you would uh, stand, let's bring these knees before before the Lord. If you if you need a touch, and come forward, and Brother Axon will pray over you and anoint you with oil. Lord, we thank you this morning, Jesus. Lord, we lift Sister Annie up to you, Jesus. Lord, we pray for healing in her body, Lord. Whatever it may be, Jesus, you know the need, God, from her heads to her toes, Jesus. We lift her up to you, Jesus. We thank you. Lord, we bind every spirit of depression, Lord, and suicide, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We pray over the sickness in the communities, God. Hallelujah. We lift them up to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus.
our God. Amen to God. Amen to God. You may be seated. God bless you. Asking our ushers to come at this time and we're going to receive your morning uh, worship tithing and offering. God bless you as you give as unto the Lord. Praise God. I love the words of that song. It reminds us of the greatness of God and how wonderful that he is. He's the provider of all our need. Amen. As we put him first. God bless you. Amen. We're going to do the uh, affirmation this morning. Praise God. This is an affirmation. It's good to speak faith and especially the word. And this, my friend, is just affirmation that when we bring to him, he opens windows of heaven and blesses. I wish that there's things that we could just have people stand all across this place and tell what the Lord has done. Amen. How he has provided what he has done. And folks, if we never have a need, we never know what he can do. But when we have needs, we have seen again and again that God has undertook. Praise God. And so we give him praise this morning. Say this with me, would you? Upon the authority of your word I have given shall be given to me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I am a tither. I bring my tithe today into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked. The curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You pour out upon me such a blessing that there is not enough room to receive it. We receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, states and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received. My whole family saved and walking with God. Blessed to walk in health and abundance with divine favor. I am blessed going in. I am blessed going out. All that I do will prosper in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Praise God. 
Would you stand with me at this time? Amen. We want to pray and ask God's blessing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just bring our tithe and our offering to you today, asking, Lord, uh, that you would receive it, God, to the furtherance of the work of the kingdom. Bless the Lord Jesus. We're thanking you, God. We can stand on the promises of your word, and we can believe it, and we know, God, to see it so. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you bring forth your tithing and offering this morning.
awesome God we serve today. Amen. I think he deserves a hand clap of praise again. God bless you. God bless you. It's so good to have you in the house of worship today. And uh, we're missing some folks because they're in route home. Amen. They've been gone for the holiday of Thanksgiving and uh, they've traveled. And then too, um, uh, Monroe City, Brother Brandon and Sister Jen Brosey and their family, they are gone this morning. And so Sister Robin is uh, covering there, and she's got uh, Ryan with her, and we're just uh, missing them from service today also. but uh, uh, And we appreciate we've got good quality people that's able to step in in times and, and uh, fill a pulpit for uh, the purpose of... Uh, absence like that and so but uh then we have some folks here today and uh, we're just glad that you've come to be with us and we're grateful for everyone that has come to worship amen I already mentioned sister anna uh Drabus being with us today from florida god bless you good to have her she's she's home this is home amen and uh, we're just glad that she's here uh on this sunday morning Amen to God. What a great, uh, baby, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were stepping down. Get back up here. That's all right. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much. She probably didn't like me telling her that. It's an old song she hasn't played in probably years, but uh, once you learn it, you can do it again. That's right. And uh, I'm grateful for all of our uh, talented musicians that we have. I'm telling you folks, if you understood and ever talked to other pastors or churches, we're abundantly blessed in Palmar. We're abundantly blessed. We've got several musicians and uh, we've got great teams of singers. And, uh, and you know what? They've gone out and blessed other churches. Amen. Some of them have uh, moved on, and uh, they're in ministry in other places now. But this is where they started. This is where they... And uh, I just appreciate the vision that Sister Axton has had over the years to train up 
singers and musicians. And how many knows that it blesses the church? Amen. It blesses the church. And so sometimes we start our musicians when they're just one finger, you know, that's all they know. And, uh, but it isn't long till they're playing a song and we've got them leading a service and it just keeps adding to their repertoire. They're able to add more, uh, music later. And, uh, what a blessing it is. Praise God. And so, and you know what? We couldn't do it without you supporting them. And I can see so many times I've seen some of our brand new musicians that are nervous and they can hardly play a song. But I've seen the church get behind them and worship God. The presence of God comes down. You know what the difference is? I'm going to tell you what the difference is. The anointing of God, the Holy Ghost, will touch anything and make it so much better and wonderful. And uh, we're blessed in that way. Praise God. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and that uh, you was with family and uh, friends and you just uh, uh, enjoyed your time. But uh, we're here today, amen, on this last Sunday of, of uh, November. And, and two weeks from tonight, we've got our Christmas program on the 10th of December, Sunday night. Mark that on your calendar. We want you here at 6 o'clock on Sunday night. And uh, we're going to be having our annual Christmas program, and it's always a great time. They're working on it. All the uh, age groups are working on their part in that. And so it's going to be a wonderful time for the children and youth that are going to be participating in that. So two weeks from tonight on the 10th of December, uh, make sure that you are with us on that evening. I want to sing an old song. I don't know if all of you know this, but if you do, you can sing along with me. And uh, uh, there's just something in rejoicing in the words of this song. And that's what I like about it. It says simply this, there's going to be a meeting in the air. Praise God. How many believe there's going to be a meeting in the air someday? There's some that have gone on before us, but the Bible lets us know that we will rise and together we're going to meet the Lord in the air. Somebody wrote a song years ago and hear the words of it. Listen to the words if you don't know it and uh, a great message to it. Praise God. You have heard of little Moses in the bulrush. You have heard of fearless David and his sling. You have heard the story told of dreaming Joseph and of Jonah and the whale you often sing. Though there are many, many others through the Bible, I should like to meet them all I do declare. By and by the Lord will surely let us meet them at that meeting in the air. Oh, there is going to be a meeting in the air, in the sweet, sweet by and by. I am going 
to me, to meet you over there in that home beyond the sky. Oh, such singing you will hear, never heard by mortal ear. Twill be glorious, I do declare. And God's own Son will be the leading one at that meeting in the air. Many things there will be missing in that meeting. For the mourner's bench will have no place at all. There will never be a sermon preached to sinners. For the sinners had refused to heed the call. There will be no mourning over wayward loved ones. There will be no lonely nights of pleading prayer. All our burdens and our anguish will be lifted at that meeting in the air. Oh, there is going to be a meeting in the air in the sweet, sweet by and by. I am going to meet you, meet you over there in that home beyond the sky. Oh, such singing you will hear, never heard by mortal ear. It'll be glorious, I do declare. And God's own Son will be the leading one in that meeting in the air. Praise God, praise God. You know, there may be somebody listening today that is, uh, is sick in body. And unable, they may be listening by way of webcast or however. But I want you to know there's a hope for those who know Jesus. Amen. There's a hope that we have. And that is that we're going to see him someday. And that's what it's all about. Praise God. I was reading reading a a, a comment somebody made. And they said, I I worked with hospice and for years. And you never find somebody in the last uh, uh, of their life and and they're talking about uh, you know the the things that uh, uh, doesn't matter amen uh, suddenly they've got it all in focus there's one thing that counts uh, I want you to know that's important to live that way um, how you want to die you want to live that way praise God um, I want to live uh, walking with Jesus because I believe someday um, I'm going to get to see him face to face hallelujah I want to see him face to face I can't think of the lady the great songwriter that was blind but uh, they say that uh, she used to say this. She says, I'm blessed by being blind. She said, because the first face I'll get to see is his. <laughs> Amen. What a, what a beautiful uh, way to view her, uh, her handicap, uh, her, the, what we would consider such a great loss. But not to her. She said, you know what? The first face I'm going to get to see is his. Hallelujah. I'm going to see him someday in that meeting in the air. 
Uh, why don't you stand with me? Praise God. You're going to be sitting for a while as I preach, but uh, sing this course with me. Oh, there is going to be a meeting in the air, in the sweet, sweet by and by. I'm going to meet you, meet you over there in that home beyond the sky. Oh, such singing you will hear, never heard by mortal ear. It'll be glorious, I do declare. For God's own Son will be the leading one in that meeting. In the air. Clap your hands to the Lord. I'm going to switch microphones here. And uh, can you hear me? Praise God. Praise the Lord. I want you to take your Bibles this morning. And uh, we are going to. Turn our attention to the word of the Lord. I uh, want to read from 1 Samuel chapter 20. 1 Samuel chapter 20. And uh, I want to begin with verse 24. Praise God. Now, uh, You're going to think this is Pentecostal calisthenics. I've got you up and down, up and down. If you haven't had any exercise this morning, you will before you leave. But uh, I'm going to be kind to you and let you be seated. Because I'm going to read some extra verses. It's all right. Praise God. I heard some sighs of relief when you sat down. I think it came from Jeff over here on this side. That's right. <laughs> uh, glory to God. It's good to see Tyler this morning. God bless you, Tyler. Good to see you this morning. God bless you. Praise God. Good to see Marla this morning. God bless you, Marla. Good to have you this morning. Praise God. Man, it's just, I, it's good to have Will back on this Sunday morning. God bless you, Will, for being here. Appreciate that. Amen. Each of you that are here, we just appreciate it so, so very much. Yes, is, is it Levi? Levi, good to have you, Levi, this morning. God bless you, Levi. Amen. So good to have all of you in church on Sunday morning. The Lord bless you. Praise God. I, I want to begin uh, uh, reading uh, from 1 Samuel chapter 20. And verse 24, 1 Samuel chapter 20 and, uh, and verse 24, praise God. And uh, I'm going to read through verse 34. Then I'm going to pick up another passage. I want to read that. I want to take my time in the reading of the scriptures so that you can uh, uh, understand where I'm speaking from today. Some of you are familiar with this and some of you may not be. 
And so I want to be sure that you hear what the scripture has to say in this setting today. I'm going to be preaching about David and I'm going to be preaching about King Saul. Okay. And, uh, uh, king Saul was the first king of Israel and David was the second king. So I'm reading from 1 Samuel chapter 20 and verse 24 beginning. So David hid himself in the field and when the new moon was come, the king sat him down to eat meat. So the king has come to eat. And the king sat upon his seat as at other times, even upon a seat by the wall. And Jonathan arose and Abner sat by Saul's side and David's place was empty. Nevertheless, Saul spake not anything that day for he thought something hath befallen him. He's not clean. Surely he is not clean. And it came to pass on the morrow, which was the second day of the month, <clears throat> that David's place was empty. And Saul said unto Jonathan his son, Wherefore cometh not the son of Jesse to meet, meaning to eat, neither yesterday nor today? And Jonathan answered Saul, David, earnestly asked leave of me to go to Bethlehem. And he said, let me go, I pray thee, for our family hath a sacrifice in the city. And my brother, he hath commanded me to be there. And now, if I have found favor in thine eyes, let me get away, I pray thee, and see my brethren. Therefore he cometh not unto the king's table. Then Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan, and he said unto him, Thou son of the perverse, rebellious woman, do not I know that thou hast chosen the son of Jesse, meaning David, to thine own confusion and unto the confusion of thy mother's nakedness? For as long as the son of Jesse liveth upon the ground, thou shalt not be established nor thy kingdom Wherefore now send and fetch him unto me, for he shall surely die. And Jonathan answered Saul his father, said unto him, Wherefore shall he be slain? What hath he done? And Saul cast a javelin at him to smite him. Whereby Jonathan knew that it was determined of his father to slay David. So Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger and did eat no meat the second day of the month. For he was grieved for David because his father had done him shame. I want to go to 1 Samuel chapter 22. 1 Samuel chapter 22 and verse 9 through 11. All right. Then answered Doeg the Edomite, which was set over the servants of Saul, 
and said, I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob, to Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub. And he inquired of the Lord for him and gave him victuals, gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. Then the king sent to call Ahimelech the priest, the son of Ahitub, and all his father's house, the priest that were in Nob. And they all came, they, and they came, all of them, to the king. And finally, in, first, in 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel, chapter 9, and verse 3 through verse 13. 2 Samuel, chapter 9, verse 3 through 13. And the king said, is there not any of the house? Now this is David, the king. David is now king. And the king said, is there not any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame on his feet. He was crippled. And the king said unto him, where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, behold, he is in the house of Meshur, the son of Amiel in Lodabar. Then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Meshur, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was coming to David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth? And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. And will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father. And thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son, all that pertain to Saul and to all his house. Verse 10. Thou, therefore, and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him, and thou shalt bring in the fruits that thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. Now, Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then said Ziba unto the king, According to all that my lord the king hath commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son, whose name was Micah. And all that dwelled in the house of Ziba were servants unto Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt 
in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both his feet. I've got a message I want to preach this morning, and I'm going to give it a title. And the title is simply this, Who's at Your Table? Who's at Your Table? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word, and would you speak to our hearts and help us, Lord, to speak. Help me to speak with clarity. Let there be, Lord, a a word that is from you. Thank you for your help. We ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Now, a lengthy reading, but again, I, I shared it because I wanted you to be sure to hear the text and the setting for what I want to talk. I'll try my best to be as brief as possible this morning. This is an amazing uh, characters of scripture. And I love to preach about David. I love talking about him. I love his spirit. The Bible calls him a man after God's own heart. And I believe that is uh, no doubt uh, uh proven by the scripture I have shared with you today. Saul, Saul was the first king. He was chosen and, uh, and anointed by the prophet Samuel. And uh, he started off well. The Bible tells us in one place, when thou was little in thine own eyes, the prophet told him, uh, he was chosen to be king. But Saul had a change of heart. An attitude. And when David entered into the picture and uh, uh, he killed the giant and, and uh, then he began to be recognized in the kingdom as a, 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 a hero. And the, the women sang songs that praised David even more than King Saul. Saul was offended by this. Saul took up offense. And uh, even though there was a transition in this period of, of offense, even to where he would use David, David was a musician and a singer, and he could bring uh, his instrument, uh, his harp, he would play it. And when Saul was in a bad attitude and had a bad mindset for the day, David could play the, his music, and it always brought a peaceful spirit to him. But then he even turned against that. And it seemed that he wanted to even kill David. He wanted to destroy him. I pick up the place to where this had reached its, its peak. It had reached a place to where David realized, I cannot even be around Saul anymore, but we'll give it this test. I, 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 want, to, I want to see what, where Saul really stands. But when it came to that place, he felt so unsafe to be around Saul. He had been eating at the table of Saul. That's how much David was loved at, for a time. He was loved by the king and especially by his son, Jonathan. Jonathan's soul knit to the soul of David. They were the best of friends. They were friends forever. They were friends and admitted that and 
and and it caused a, a, a problem between uh, uh, Jonathan and his father because now his father had reached a place to where his offense was, uh, I want to kill that boy. I don't even want him around. But he had to have opportunity for it somehow. And he, it seems that he always kept his spear near him, his javelin. Something that, that would be dangerous. It was, it was, uh, uh, he, he had the opportunity to, to carry a weapon. And he was the king. He could, he could do what he wanted. I read, I picked up in the scripture, it was, it was the table of the king. What you are reading is the setting of that table. Who was at that table? The scripture tells us that uh, David uh, uh, was missing that day. The king sat down to eat meat. He came to the table as at other times. He sat up on his seat. The Bible says the seat by the wall. I, as I read this, uh, I thought this is so interesting because you're getting uh, a, a bird's eye view of looking into this room, the dining room of the king. Who's at his table? The Bible lets us know that the king sat in his seat. Jonathan arose. And then Abner, he is the captain of his army. He's the man that is by his side, it seems, at all times. Abner sits by Saul's side. And guess who else had a seat assigned for him? David. That's where he sat every time they came to eat. He always ate at the king's table when there. And David, the Bible says, David's place was empty. Saul, according to the law of Moses, the Bible lets us know that if there was a there were times that they could be considered unclean, they might touch something that would make them unclean. Brother John brought out this in the lesson this morning. There were things that were uh, considered unclean, and when they touched Jesus, it didn't make him unclean. Jesus, in turn, his power cleansed them. Amen. But not in the Old Testament. The Bible lets us know that they had to go through a, a time of cleansing. And so it may be they had to go, uh, 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 they could not be around the others for a day. And the Bible says that when he, Saul realized that David was not going to be there, that he kept his silence because the scripture tells us um, uh, that uh, uh, Saul spake not anything that day for he thought something hath befallen him. He is not clean. Surely he is not clean. That's why he's not here. The next day proves the point though. Where's David? This time... He doesn't let it go without word being spoken. He turns to his bosom buddy. He turns to Jonathan. He says, Jonathan, you can almost hear it in the tone of his voice. Jonathan, where's David? Well, dad, David came to me and said that his family has a special sacrifice. It's almost like 
It's Thanksgiving. He had to go home to be with family. His brother requested him be there. And so I gave him leave to go. And you didn't tell me? Oh, he's getting upset with him. And the scripture tells us that wherefore now you go get him. He's got to die. What brought this rage out of him? He's hearing something. And Jonathan rises up and speaks back. And he says to his dad, what has he done? And the Bible says that his own father took that javelin and he thrust it at him as if to kill his own son. And the scripture, it's describing this scene that's taking place at the king's table. Jonathan probably jumps back just in time to miss what would have been his death at the table. And he jumps up and the Bible says he arose in fierce anger. He is so angry. Oh, I'm telling you, if you've ever been in a situation to where you have seen great rage arise out of somebody, the best thing to do is just back off and just leave because you cannot confront them. It only escalates further and there's no telling what would happen. The Bible says he arose from the table in fierce anger. He left the table. He did eat no meat that day for he was grieved for David because his father had done him shame. And, the, and if we would read the rest of this and it, it, it tells the story of how he goes to David and he says, David, understand this is not uh, uh, anything good. You need to leave. You have to leave. There's no safe place for you, David. And uh, uh, they, they wept and they cried and they parted their ways and David never returned. Amen. He never returned. Turned. And now Saul is looking for what has become in his eyes a fugitive. This guy has to die. He enacts every, uh, uh, his army, he, en- he enacts uh, uh, and gets everybody ready. We just uh, let him just show himself. We will find him. I'll patiently wait. And you would think somebody would cool down and get over it, but not Saul. He's looking for this man. The Bible lets us know, and I will not give all the detail of everything in the running away from this, but the Bible lets us know that David... David was in a, a, a place where he needed help. And the scripture lets us know that he goes to Nob, which was a city. He goes there and he goes to the place where the priest was. And he goes in, a priest was Ahimelech. And he walks in, he says, Ahimelech, he says, I need help. Have you got any bread here? I've left. I fled. I don't even have anything to eat. He says, all I've got is the 
sacred bread, the, the, the holy bread that's been set aside. That's all that I've got. And, and, uh, uh, you, you're welcome to take that uh, to eat. And, and so he took that. He said, do you have any weapons here? He says, all I've got is one weapon. And it is, uh, it is the, the sword of Goliath. You're the one that brought it here. He says, it's wrapped up in a cloth. And he told him where it was. He said, there's no whip. He said, there's no sword like that one. I'll take that one. And so he takes the sword of Goliath. And while he's having this conversation with Ahimelech, he noticed a man, a man that was also there that day. This man's name was Doeg. I don't know what Doeg was doing there, but Doeg was an Edomite. Doeg was there that day and and he noticed that Doeg was listening. And there was something that David felt just uncomfortable about Doeg, but he had to leave and he left and, and life goes on. He's, he's in hiding. He's, uh, he's found a place to hide and, and he hides himself away. There are some that come to join with him. Yes, they are. But Saul, you find him. He's sitting somewhere under a tree. He's got all these men standing around him and they are waiting on word. Where is David? Everybody around him is keeping their silence. They don't know where he is. Finally, he has enough and he begins to talk to his men. He, he doesn't even trust those that's around him. When you find somebody that can treat a man like David that has done nothing but good for the king, but he's angry and he wants to destroy them and he wants to kill them, be careful, they'll do the same to you. Be careful, they'll turn against you. Be careful, that's their spirit you're dealing with. That's their attitude you're dealing with. You need to be careful about that. When you get around somebody that runs everybody else down and you give them ear, be careful. When they're away from you, they're going to run you down to everybody else. That's their spirit and their attitude. And that's what Saul was. And he begins to say, none of you all told me uh, about what he was doing. Uh, you didn't tell me when you knew. Uh, I, he, basically, he's saying, I can't even trust you all. Uh, if anybody knows where this man is, I want to know where he is. And that's when Doeg spoke up. You know, I did see him over at Nob. I saw him with Ahimelech. What did you say? You saw him with Ahimelech, the, the, the priest? I need some men to go on a mission. Go get Ahimelech, get all the other priests in his family and bring them here. We await. It wasn't long. Here they came. Yes, sir. What is it? I hear that David was with you. Doeg saw it. And he saw you give him bread and you gave him the sword of Goliath. King, I wasn't trying to create anything. He came in hungry, he came in in need, and I gave that to him. You're going to die. Huh. What a way to talk about it. 
he turned to his soldiers that were standing there, kill them, kill every one of them. And the Bible says, they said, we won't do it. These were men of God. These were the priests of the Lord. We won't do it. The king in his rage is looking for somebody that's like him that'll feel. They can do it. He turns to Doeg. Doeg, you do it. And without hesitation, Doeg goes over and he thrusts the sword into the priest. And he killed every one of them. And then he goes to Nob and he kills the children. He kills every wife. He kills everybody there. One of the sons of Ahimelech escaped. And he ran to David. And David says, after hearing the news, he says, Doeg did it. I saw him that day. I knew he was going to do this. I'm the reason your daddy died. I'm the reason all this tragedy has happened. But if you'll stay here with me, you'll be safe. Somehow David at that point realized the kingdom's in transition. It's a rough transition, but God is going to help us. And he's going to stand by me. You're safe here with me. I'll protect you. You stay right here. I move ahead. I'm missing a lot of detail. I could preach for weeks on this. Saul is no longer king. Saul is dead. Jonathan is dead. David is king. And now David is established as the king. And one day David said, I had a good friend. His name was Jonathan. He was the son of Saul. Saul was the king. Yes, he did things to me. But Saul somehow has to have a place in his, in, his, uh, uh, in his memory, if you would, that I have to respect and I have to honor. Is there anybody in Saul's house that's still alive? And someone said, yes. Yes, O king. Who is it? Jonathan had a son. And one day while they were fleeing in this process of transition, the nurse picked up this little boy. His name was Mephibosheth. And as she ran with him, she dropped him. And it broke his legs, his feet, whatever it was. And he grew back, healed up, but he's crippled. He's lame on his feet. He's been like that since he was just a child, but he's still alive. Bring Mephibosheth to me. Oh, I'm going to tell you, Mephibosheth had heard all the things about his grandpa, and he'd heard all the things, and he thought maybe this is the time. Maybe what is going through his mind is David is wanting revenge 
Now he's going to act like my grandpa. All kings are the same. It's the same. But oh, I'm telling you, my friend, not all kings are the same. Amen. Not not every leader is the same. It's not going to be that way with David. And you see, when, when he shows up, he soon learns. Oh, I want you to know David was a man after God's own heart. You know what Doeg was? He was a man after Saul's own heart. But not David. David's a man after God's own heart. And when Mephibosheth bows down before him, he says, who am I? But you're looking on a dog. You know, I'm just, just go ahead and kill me and get this over. It's probably on his mind. He says, oh no, I've got news for you. I'm going to restore to you all the property that belonged to your family. And not only that, listen to me, Mephibosheth, you are going to sit at my table and I'm going to bless you. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to help you. Amen. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody this morning. There may be things that's been bad against you. Don't you pick up that spirit. Don't you pick up that attitude and feel like I'm going to do the world dirty just like it did me. When God comes into your life, when Jesus comes into your heart, he gives you a new heart. He gives you a new mind. The world looks and says you're not the same man you used to be. The world looks and says you're not the same woman you used to be. You used to be a person no one could trust. But today, everybody can trust you. You're a man or a woman that embraces and loves when you came out of a house of hate. And you came out of a house of trouble. But now you've got a new life. You're raising your family different. You're raising your life different. You've got a new wife different because you're loving them. You've got a new husband different because you're loving him. It's what God can do. Somebody ought to say amen to that. I'm telling you, I'm asking you today, who's at your table? Is it still those people you'd like to just destroy? Is that the kind of words that comes out of your mouth? Is it something that they have to get up and leave? I don't even want to be around this. Or is it a place of love and embracing? Is it a place that says, I want to bless somebody. I want to bless somebody. Hallelujah. Somebody hearing me? Praise God. How many knows that you've been blessed when you didn't deserve it? Does anybody feel that way this morning? Does anybody feel that way this morning? You've been blessed when you don't deserve it. <laughs> I'm preaching to people this morning that have come out of situations and it, 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 you, your, your family is a, is a mess. Your life has been a mess. But that don't mean you have to continue a mess. I said, you don't have to continue the mess that you've been in. You can be different. You can be changed. You can be a new man. The Bible says old things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. Here's what the world says. They say, if your dad was an alcoholic, you'll probably be an alcoholic. Here's what the world says. If your family is full of drug addicts, you're going to be a drug addict. I remember one time when I was in school, 
I don't know where this girl come from. I don't know what her mentality was. But we sat in the class and they got to discussing about our future. What are you going to become when you're an adult and when you're out of school and you've got your diploma and, you know, well, I want to be this, I want to be that and different ones. And they began to talk about others in the class and what they thought of them. And I, I forget what it was. All I know, it was very surprising. They called me Wayne by my middle name. Wayne Axton. She said, he'll probably be the one that surprises us and ends up in prison. Something to that effect, you know. And I'm like, where'd you come from? I'm telling you, friend, you don't have to end up the way some people think of you. You don't have, I'm preaching to somebody right now. I'm bringing this to a close. You don't have to end up the mess that you've been raised in. You can set a new table. You can have a new life. You can have a different outlook on life from this day. You can be changed. Who's at your table? I'd like to get rid of them. I'd like to kill them. I'll throw a javelin at them. I'll make them get up and leave the table and not even want to eat here anymore. Is that the kind of person you want to be? Saul? Are you going to gather around you people just like you? Then you're headed for trouble. Matter of fact, your trouble has already come. It's just waiting on a chance to reveal itself. Or do you want to be David? Hey, I've got a place I can set for somebody else. Is there anybody I could bless today? Do you know anybody from Saul's house that's still living? Do you think somebody there said, you sure you want to do that? I've heard about the things he did to you. Oh no, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to bless Saul's family. Oh, Yeah, there is one. Who is it? Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth, I wonder how he's been living up to now. I wonder if he's been waiting on somebody to come knock on his door because that's what he lived around when his grandpa was king. Who's going to arrest me and take me in and say, kill him. I don't want his kind around. And that day somebody knocked on his door. He's crippled. He can't get up. Who is it? Messengers from King David. Oh, no. Just what I feared. The king wants to see you. Oh, no. What's going to happen? Goodbye to my wife. Goodbye to my kids. What's going to happen? I've seen this happen many times. This is where I die. Because the king's going to kill me. I'm the last of his nightmarish life and he's going to destroy me. 
I'm going to tell you, that wasn't it at all. I won't, that's not it at all. Mephibosheth, move your family. Come on. From now on, this is your place. It's got your name right there. That's where you sit. Me? That's right. Because I'm David. And I'm a man after God's own heart. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't know what it is you have to lay down to reach that place. But I've come to tell somebody, the Lord can give you such a change of heart and mind. He'll change the way you even look at those who were your enemies. He'll change you. Would you bow your heads with me? I feel the Holy Ghost ministering right now. I wonder if there's somebody in this place and just lift your hand and say, Brother Axel, I'm not going to point you out. That's not it. But just, just lift your hand and say, I, I, want, I want prayer. I want God to do something in my life to help me to be changed, to be what God wants me to be. Who's at your table? God bless you. God bless you. I see several raising your hand. I see several raising your hand. God bless you. Amen. Amen. You can put your hand down. That's all right. Praise God. I want you to know those who raised your hand. I believe that God has something for you. I believe he can change your situation. I believe he can help you, but he's going to start it in your heart. Don't pick up the spirit of Saul. Those who have hurt you and harmed you and wanted to destroy your life, you're going to be different. You don't have to follow the footsteps of that. I've come to tell you the world is wrong when it comes to that. Oh, they're right. Without Jesus, that's what you'll become. But when you have Jesus in your life, you're going to be new. Old things passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I've come to tell somebody, you're old is in the past. The new is here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me? Oh, I feel the presence of God. I feel the presence of God. Hallelujah. I wonder who would just come and join me this morning like we always do and just stand here in the front. Would you bring your need? Would you bring your desire to him? And let's pray together. Hallelujah. I don't want to be a Saul. I don't want to be like those who have hurt me and harmed me and did all kinds of mannerisms in front of me. I don't want to pick up that attitude or that spirit, but I want to follow him. I want to be like Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus looked down from the cross at those who had just hung him there. And he said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. I don't know if it's you that needs to forgive somebody this morning. But I'm going to tell you that's a good place to start right here. Is say, Lord, I release them and forgive them. I put them, Lord, in your hands. People that have said things. People that have done things to me. People who have hurt me. Oh, they, they have wounded me. I thought they were my friends. More than that, I thought families were not supposed to do that. But it did happen. It happened to you. But I'm here to come tell you today, Jesus can help you. You can walk away from that harm and you can be healed. 
And you don't have to react in the same manner. You don't have to be like that. I believe God can change us. Would you just begin to tell him all about it? Lift your hands to the Lord and surrender to him. Hallelujah. I give myself to you, Jesus. I give myself to you. Change me. Change me, Jesus. Change me, Jesus. Ah, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Change me, Jesus. Change me, Jesus. I worship you, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. I maybe need to tell somebody today, you hear me out. Like somebody has said, I've heard it said, you can quote me, but don't misquote me. Amen. David, he did have to flee from Saul. David, he did have to go from Saul, run from him. Dave, why? Because Saul was out to harm him. Saul was there to do that. But David did not have to replicate the same actions in his own life. Amen. There are times when you have to flee situations because people can harm you. Amen. It may be abusive in more ways than one that we don't know. But God knows. But you hear me now. God doesn't mean for you to pick up that and take it into your life but you're going to be changed. Can somebody say amen? I want to pray over you this morning. Would you just lift your hands again to the Lord? I believe there's healing here. I believe there's healing here. Jesus, I believe you're in this place and I pray in the name of Jesus over those who may be carrying wounds. <laughs> they may be carrying wounds. Lord, it, it may be an old wound. It may be from their childhood. It may be from their youth or it may be even this week. But, oh, God, I'm praying over them. And I'm praying that you would bring healing to them. I pray, Lord, that you would bring healing to them and you would help them, Lord, to not carry this any further. I pray you would deliver them from this. I pray you would take it out. I pray you would give them forgiveness and give them a love, Lord, uh, for that person. Uh, that, Lord, like Mephibosheth was able to receive uh, of David. Lord, they in turn can give the love in a proper way. Uh, I pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, Touch them, Lord. Oh, God, touch their heart today and their mind. Let the peace of God that passeth all understanding keep their hearts and minds. God, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And I wonder if you, while your hands are lifted, you just receive that of the Lord. Would you just receive it? I want God's blessing. I want God's blessing. Hallelujah. 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 I want God's blessing in my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, change me, Lord. Change me, Lord. Don't let me stay the same. I want to be more like you. Change my life. 
my life just what you want it to be. Oh, Lord, please change me. Change me, dear Lord. Again, oh, change me, Lord. Change me, Lord. Don't let me stay the same. I want to be more like you. somebody that you feel welcome to be able to join with them in prayer. Would you do that? Let's just pray. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, every need, Lord, we put in your hands today. There's nothing too great for you. You have all power in heaven and earth. I feel the Holy Ghost, Lord. You're in this house and in this place, and you're doing a work today. I pray that you would just keep and bless in a special way. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. In Jesus' name.